0: The truth is, I've simply got to write about you again. That was just a little interview. Now I have to write a full-length article with pictures.
1: In future, when you take unauthorized pictures of me, please use panchromatic film.
0: It's kinda. Hello and once again thank you for listening. This is Mike Mesgleski and Mike Haber and welcome to yet another podcast from the Jim Church School of Digital Underwater Photography.
1: In last week's podcast Mike and I reviewed the importance of properly metering for the midwater blue. We also told you how to create your own magic strobe chart giving you all the tools necessary to balance ambient and strobe light into one blended photographic image. As promised During today's podcast, we're going to show you how to take those tools and create such a blended
0: image. But first, if you're listening through the iTunes Music Store, you should know that we've illustrated this episode with a number of photographs. Those photos can be seen on the Podcast 19 page on our website. While you're listening, we encourage you to view those pictures at the same time. Go to our homepage, www.jimchurchphoto.com, and click on the podcast tab at the top of the page. Navigate to July's podcast 19 page, where we have placed the corresponding photos. We'll meet you on the other side. During last week's episode, We suggested you memorize the concept. Whenever you shoot a photograph with a strobe, you are, in effect, taking two pictures simultaneously, one on top of the other, in the same frame. Before we're done today, we've got another one for you. Although it's much shorter, it's
1: just as important. So committed to memory. The bigger number wins. That's it. The bigger number wins. But let's not get ahead of ourselves that phrase will make plenty of sense in just a few minutes. Let's first review an example of balancing ambient and strobe light.
0: Now, of course, we'll need a scene to photograph. Remember that reef scenic that we described in last week's podcast? It was a reef scenic somewhere in the Caribbean in the middle of the day. The scene contained a large portion of blue water as well as a sizable piece of the reef itself. Let's use that one. The
1: first step, as always, is to meter the midwater blue let's look through the camera's viewfinder point the camera away from anything that will block the meter and give you a false reading such as the reef itself you're only interested in the blue water if there's an object in the scene that might interfere with our blue water reading shift your composition for a moment just to meter
0: now once you've settled on the area that represents the midwater blue, set your camera for the aperture and shutter speed combination that your meter indicates. In our example the blue water exposure will be f8 at a sixtieth of a second. Recompose the image to the scene that you actually want to photograph. Ignore the light meter from this point forward because the reef elements are misleading it. And this is why we shoot primarily in the manual exposure mode. Any auto-exposure setting, in this case, would result in a poorly exposed blue water.
1: Looking through your camera's viewfinder, identify the part of the scene that you want lit by the strobe. For this example, it's a cluster of yellow tube sponges. Now, estimate your strobe to subject distance. Remember, this is the distance that the subject appears to be from the strobe, not the actual measured distance our magic strobe chart was created for apparent distances
0: okay for this example the apparent distance is two feet now let's take a look at your magic strobe chart to see what f-stop corresponds with two apparent feet at two apparent feet the magic strobe chart reads F8 so our blue water reading at a sixtieth of a second was F8 and according to our magic strobe chart for a subject at two apparent feet the strobe will light it with f8 amount of light. Well, it Seems pretty clear that we need to set our lens to f8 and take the picture. Fairly simple, don't you think? What's that you
1: say? What happens when the numbers don't match? Let's try a different example. We're at Stingray City. It's noon on a clear sunny day. You're photographing a stingray interacting with a diver. The water is clear and very shallow, so the ambient light value is very high. Your blue water meter reading is F11. You estimate your strobe to subject distance at 3 apparent feet. The magic strobe chart reads F5.6 for 3 apparent feet.
0: So, now we find that the light meter and the magic strobe chart are disagreeing as to the appropriate aperture setting for this shot. Remember that short phrase we mentioned a few minutes ago? The bigger number wins? Well, here's where that comes into play. In this example,
1: the blue water f11 reading tells us that the dominant light source is the ambient light because it requires such a high f-stop. The magic strobe chart exposure of f5.6 indicates that the strobe is the weaker light source.
0: Now if we were to choose f5.6 our image would be severely overexposed from the ambient light. Instead, we need to set the aperture for f11. The bigger number wins. The strobe is going to add just a kiss of light to the shadow area underneath the stingray. Of course, we're being a bit simplistic here. There are things that we could
1: do to bring the two numbers closer together. We could increase the shutter speed to lower the blue water reading, or we could bring our strobe closer to the subject to affect the magic strobe
0: chart reading but we'll save some of those things for another podcast. For our purposes in this podcast, especially if balancing ambient and strobe light is new to you, just simply remember that, you guessed it, the bigger number wins. Let's keep things simple for now. Here's another example. In this case, we're a little bit deeper, say
1: 60 feet. It's late in the day, so the blue water meter reading is F4 a very accommodating turtle swims by, about a foot and a half from you. You look at the magic strobe chart and it tells you that at this distance you should set your aperture at f11.
0: Ah, the tables have turned from our previous example. Here the dominant light source is the strobe. By following our rule of the bigger number winds, we set the aperture for the dominant light source, the strobe, at f11. This will cause our blue water to go dark, but better to have a perfectly exposed turtle against a dark background than a washed out overexposed turtle against a pretty blue water background.
1: Some similar situations where your strobe is likely to be more powerful than the ambient light are photographing in dim or deep water, or at night, or in a shipwreck, or in a cave, or with macro or close-up photography. In all of those examples Either the sunlight was weak or non-existent, or the strobe was so close to the subject, it couldn't help but be more powerful than the ambient light.
0: Once again, as you get better at this, you'll find that there are things that can be done to bring the numbers closer together if you want a lighter blue water. We could have slowed the shutter speed a bit to open up the blue water background. The danger here, though, is that with a moving subject, we might get a motion blur with too slow of a shutter speed. Or we could turn down our strobe power, or move the strobe further away from the subject to bring its light intensity closer to the weaker ambient light. But again, these variations are the subject of a future podcast.
1: Keep in mind that in the last two examples, just because the numbers didn't match, doesn't mean that the photo was improperly exposed. The turtle shot with a darker background may be just the look you want, and who's to say you have to eliminate all of the shadows under the stingray?
0: Shooting with a strobe in daylight should become a simple proposition for you if you don't overcomplicate the process. Remember what we said last week. You possess all the tools necessary to balance ambient and strobe light into one blended photographic image. All you require is a way to meter the midwater blue and to make yourself a magic strobe chart. That's all there really is to it. For now, if
1: you walk away from this podcast remembering the bigger number wins, you're one step closer to making it happen.
0: As we say every week, we enjoy hearing from you, so please continue to send us your ideas for future podcasts. You can do this by emailing us at podcast at jimchurchphoto.com. Remember,
1: that you can get to the archive of all of our previous podcasts on our website by clicking on the podcast button at the top of the homepage, www.jimchurchphoto.com.
0: Until next week, this is Mike Mizgleski and Mike Haber, and we'll be seeing you on the next podcast. Luke's mentis, Luke's orbis The light of the mind
1: is the light of the world.
0: Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle.
1: The point is well taken.